yeah and I was just like I didn't really know what to make of it like I was obviously over the moon I made my debut but it was pretty devastated I got taken off again I was only on for like 12 minutes or something Hello guys, it's producer Ross here and welcome back to another episode of Ross Meets, the series where I catch up with former town players and talk about their careers from the ups to the downs and everything in between. Now, another week done in self-isolation. I hope you all are keeping safe and well. And here we are with another episode of Ross Meets. I hope you've enjoyed the previous three episodes of this series. Of course, catching up with Adam Tanner, George O'Callaghan and my good friend Sergio Bolcher aka Sir Guy Baltacher. Now in today's episode is a first because I'm speaking to a former town player who is actually still currently playing. Now, former town forward Billy Clark is currently at Grimsby Town and in this episode we spoke briefly about the current situation, about how that's affecting him to, you know, of course, train with his current team, Grimsby Town. And it was nice to sort of catch up with him and talk about what he's doing, part of, you know, training and keeping himself fit and all that jazz. And it was good to catch up with him about that. Now, of course, Billy Clark, he came through the academy, came over from Ireland. Uh, so we spoke to him about that. Of course, he was part of the FA Youth Cup winning team in 2005, but of course missed the final because he was injured. He got injured in the Spurs game, which he scored in though, which is not bad. But he um, chatted about his time as a, as a Youth Academy player. He made some great friends who he's still now friends with today. And I think that's what I love to hear about stories that you're part of a Youth Academy team and then you're now you're still friends 10 years later, which is just is brilliant. Just brilliant. But yes, he spoke about his time as a whole at Edgewood Town from, of course, playing under Joe Royal, Jim Jilton, briefly um, Roy Keane. And of course, his various loan spells and different moments that he would like to chat about during his time at town. Of course, he left town to join Blackpool, where he um, got promoted via the playoffs to the Premier League. But he wasn't able to play in the Premier League because he suffered a very bad injury. So we spoke about that. And of course, spoke about other career moments in his career from his spell at Grawley Town, Bradford City, Cholton, and also what he's up to now, which of course is at Grimsby Town under his former Blackpool boss in Holloway. Here we go. Hope you enjoy another episode of Ross Meets. Let's get into it. Billy, thank you very much for joining me in these weird and strange times we're living in at the moment. How, how are you getting on with everything? Uh, yeah, I'm all right. Um, I mean, it's obviously, like you said, strange and weird, but... Um... I'm keeping busy. Got like three kids, one baby, two to all the boys, so all the homeschooling and um, just keeping them entertained and and keeping my own fitness on top of things. Like you know, I can go, I'm able to go for a run, and um, which is quite a nice break in the day for me, really. Okay. Um, so I've been enjoying that, and um, yeah, it's it's just kind of every day is just a bit of groundhog, but it's it's um, it's. I don't know, just a bizarre time, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. And of course, you're you're still playing yourself. You're at Grimsby Town at the moment. That must have been a a strange thing to happen midway through a season, like getting told, "Oh, the season's now suspended until further notice." That must have been strange for you, like just. Yeah, we had uh, we were training on Friday, um, and we had uh, Carlisle at home on the Saturday, um, so we were just doing um, doing our set plays. Uh, and the managers come over and gone all the games off, like because there was rumours that it might be off. Yeah, and um, you're kind of hearing whispers, <clears throat> and then he just come the games off. Uh, football won't resume till it, at the time it was the fourth of April or something. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Uh, so he said uh, two weeks of just go home. Two weeks you'll get a program. That's good. And come back in the Monday before the we were supposed to play Newport uh, tomorrow. 
we had Newport yeah. away. Um, so we were starting back training just Monday gone. Um, and then obviously that went back to the 30th of April. Um, and I think it'll be extended even more now. Yeah, I, I think, think so. it's. I think it'll go into the end of May, June now. Cool. Uh, we'll st- stop talking about self-isolation, you know, coronavirus and everything. Let's talk about your, your time, uh, you know, as, as a player. Um, of course, we're going to start from the beginning, um, as I always do in these chats. Of course, it started with Richard Town, but did you always want to be a footballer? You know, of course, you came over from Ireland. How was, how was that, you know, transition coming, travelling over to England? Uh, I think it was... I always loved football. I always played football. It was never really... An option up until I did start going over on trial at Fort like because I know a lot of a lot of the lads, the English lads, were at the academy from early on, and they were within the professional setup. So I think for me, it was never really a thing of oh, I'm going to be a professional footballer, or I'm like it wasn't until I did start going on trial. Like I played regularly every every day with my friends or my club in Ireland, um, and then at about thirteen, I started going on trials. Um, various clubs um, got selected for my Irish team under 15 I think it was um, and then it kind of just progressed really and obviously when I went to Ipswich full time I, I moved over actually six months earlier okay. then so I was kind of fifth, you're not allowed really become an academy player or like full time until you're 16 so I was there at 15 and a half um, just training regularly and which was unbelievable really like being in a full-time environment and professional footballers and um at that time there's absolutely no pressure whatsoever yeah, it literally is just a kick around with your mates like um so yeah it was it was incredible really and of course that must you know for you being a young lad coming over to ireland did you get homesickness or anything like that because that's you know can happen with some some players yeah i i did struggle really um i mean i was, the environment i was in was unbelievable we had eight lads in, in the house um, it used to be across the road um, there used to be a garage across the road um, and there was Jackie and Jerry Jarvis who, who put myself, Shane Supple, Michael Sinek, Cahill Lorden um, there was Scott Mitchell, Adam Atte uh, Owen Garvin um, and there was people dipping in and out weekly yeah. um, but they were full time so it was just like being living with your mates <clears throat> Um, but at the same time, I was fifteen when I moved over. Um, it was it was hard, you know. It was. Um, I would say it stems from me being youngest in my family as well, the, the baby really, yeah. and and sometimes I I, I was um, immature and um, kind of spoilt and and in that sense, and it was difficult. And um, if it wasn't for Helen Broughton um, and Bright Brian Clude and I would have I would have gone back you know I wouldn't it, there was times when I finished um, a camp with Ireland in Dublin let's say and instead of getting on the flight I'd get the train back home um, and say I'm, I, I'm not coming back for a few days like stuff like that uh, and it, it, like I said if it wasn't for Helen and Brian um, and my parents really then it, it could have been a lot different it must have been great for you to have all them Irish lads with you as well like you know Shane Owen and everybody it's, it must have been good for you to have all these lads yeah. did you all like grow up in the same sort of area or was it different nah, they're, they're, I knew them from um, playing for Ireland mm-hmm. but now nah, they were they're from Dublin I'm from Cork okay. 
it's like we never really crossed paths um and it wasn't until we started living together and um and then we had the likes of Mitch uh um at a uh who else was there there was there was about nine rooms honestly it was it was so much fun like every night we'd have we'd just be messing about like watching films or playing on the computer or because we lived so close to the training ground we'd nick a ball really from from the ground that day and just keep it and we'd go and play where world cups or yeah. headers and volleys and stuff just after being training all day then we'd we'd go back there like at seven at night when it was the summertime and and play again you know that's it was just literally like having a kick about and living with your mates i must have helped in terms of the youth team back then and of course you guys went on to win the youth youth cup of course unfortunately you were injured in the final but you know what a run that was was it because of that that bond you all had do you say how yeah yeah like it must have been um the the group we had because if you look on paper the team that we beat like who have gone on to have a successful career it's it's absolutely unbelievable that we we got something out of the game um but it was the coaches i still think um at the time it was bry bry was our our main coach and i i've still could not come across anyone better than bry um and for what he's done for me is was unbelievable you know and, um kind of the majority of my career and how how I've become a professional is, is probably down to him. Um, and he's rubbed off on everyone else as well, so I'm sure all the other lads would say the same. Yeah. Um, you had Steve Greaves, who was um, who was the youth team coach as well at the time. And we, yeah, like, there was no one exceptional at football, really. It was just everyone was good. We were all good friends and, and good mates. And we just, I don't know, it was just one of them it won't happen again a team that low in the championship definitely but even a lower league prem team I would say will never win the FA Youth Cup again yeah because you think the last couple of like the last decade Chelsea and Liverpool and you know Man United have sort of dominated it and for us in 2005 you know 15 years ago this month you know of course yeah. unfortunately you missed you missed the final but what was the what was the mood like going into that final and everything like that it was just um, I think it was just excitement of it was the biggest at the time. It was the biggest game of all of our lives, uh, playing in front of. There must have been about fifteen thousand at at Portman Road, um, going to St Mary's on, on being on the telly, yeah. um, just coming like it was just excitement and the buzz around the place because we we probably didn't realise the magnitude of it. Um, whereas the older players, the coaches probably thought this is pretty special that we're even in the final here. Um, so we kind of just were just excited, I suppose, just kind of naive and excited. Then, yeah. um, of course, um, the next season after that, you, you you know, you made your debut. Joe Raw was the manager then. Um, how how was Joe as a, as a manager? Of course, you signed your first professional contract under him as well. So what yeah. was that like? He was he was great. He was gentleman. He was um, really nice guy to speak to. Caught like. Willie Donachie done most of the coaching, but Joe would Joe would come in. I mean, I, I it was a brief, brief kind of. Even when I made my debut, I got injured about two weeks later, and I was out for three months with dislocated my elbow. So, and then at the end of that season, he left, and um, so it was like a pretty brief um, spell. But I mean, he was encouraging. He was here. 
put a lot of belief in the young lads. He he, he gave a lot of players their debuts, um, and uh, my actual debuts are kind of a huge bittersweet. If you um, from making my debut and coming on to getting taken so back off, <laughs> yeah. I was thinking, Jesus, this is like, oh, should I be happy here or like? Have I just been double subbed? Yeah. Was that was that because you got injured or was it? Nah, it's because um, it was Cardiff away at Ninian yeah. Park, and it, we were one nil down, and I think one nil down were we, and um, I don't know maybe it was nil nil. I come on, and Jimmy Jimmy won, scored a free kick, yeah. and then I think um, Fabian. Willness got sent off, maybe. Yeah, I think it was a two-one, two-one defeat. I think, wasn't it? So we went down to ten men, and then obviously up to get another defender on. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, it was one all then to get another defender on, yeah. and I think we conceded in the, eventually anyway. Um, but yeah, I remember my agent at the time lived in Liverpool, and I was going back to his place for um, for the, the till the Wednesday night or something, and we give, gave Joe Royal a lift home as well. So I was in the back, oh, back wow. of the car. Um, yeah, and I was just like, I didn't really know what to make of it. Like, I was obviously over the moon I made my debut, but it was pretty devastated. I got taken off again. I was only <laughs> on for like 12 minutes or something. Yeah, uh, I think you made another appearance that season and then you went to join Colchester on loan. I think you actually helped them get promoted to the championship, I think, yeah. during that spell. Well, my, next, my next appearance was, so I got injured. That was about, a week before my uh, my 18th birthday and then we played Portsmouth in the reserve league um, the following week and I dislocated my elbow on that so I was out for three months so then when I come back I think oh no I played on the Saturday I think and then something like that and in that my first start I got dragged at half time <laughs> so I was thinking oh my god I'm I'm not cut out for this. I keep getting taken off for like doing whatever, and uh, then eventually, yeah, I went to Colchester on loan. Phil Parkinson was manager there. Of course, you and, reunited uh, with him, of course, at Bradford, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. And uh, to go there, and I suppose at the time you kind of take stuff for granted and and just not really appreciate what what you're in and to get promoted from any league is, is pretty special yeah. um, and I was just put into it throughout like said you're going on to Colchester uh, and they were second in league one or something so to go into that environment and um, of actual men's football again was, was brilliant and um, you know to get the experience and to get those times and um, kind of a promotion under my belt pretty early on in my life um, was pretty good how does um i'm always interested in how loans are sort of worked out like do you like have to agree that you want to go like culture isn't too far away but do you are you any part in that or... um well not at that age really mm. you get told what to do at that age yeah. um I, I, if someone said to me no you're going on loan or if the manager come to me and said you can go on loan um the only team that wants you is uh, a team downs South, I'd say no, like I'm not going, yeah, because of my family reasons and stuff like that. Um, but at the time, it was perfect, like it was on my doorstep. Um, I'd meet uh, 
I drive into games by myself or drive into training because we train we trained at a uh, the garrison in Colchester and we used to get changed in Lair Road. So I used to drive there by myself. Um, but then match days, I'd jump in with Chris Willumo and Wayne Brown and we'd drive together. And um, Again, it was just, I still keep in touch with Chris. That's good. Now I still speak, speak to him regularly. Um, so yeah, it just makes makes friends kind of that you, you always stay in touch with. Of course, um, we'll go into your other loan spells because, of course, you had a few at town. Uh, but then go to your, say, your breakthrough season, of course, under Jim McGilton. You know, you must have, he was in the dressing room as a player and then transitioned to a manager. That was, must have been very strange for you as a young lad. Like, this was a first team player you know, about a year ago. Now he's your manager. How was, how was that? And, he, of course, you made like 30, I think, 30 plus appearances that season, the 2006 yeah. well, season. It was. Again, because I was, I was kind of, I used to be dipped in and out of the first team when he was a player. Mm. Um, but I always, when you're that young, any senior pro, you're kind of, you just look at them and and kind of in awe of the career they had and stuff like that. Um, but when he went to when he became a manager, it, he, I don't, I don't, I don't really know, like. Because I didn't really have that much interaction with him as a player. Like mm-hmm. we never really mixed, or um, we didn't. I didn't really go on nights out. I went on one or two nights out with the team at the time, but never really kind of socialised outside. So it was different for for me to say some older lads who probably socialise regularly with him, and then he probably had to just cut them off um, that way. Um, but yeah, it it was. It was good for me to obviously play regularly, um, but going back again, I was probably just naive and took it for granted. And there was times when I should have done stuff and been a bit more professional, um, thinking that I can really kick on here. Whereas I probably thought, "Oh, I've, I'm go- I'm going out tonight. Like I played a couple of games last week. I'm going out tonight." Um, and that's what I did like at, at times so I probably could have been a bit more professional at times um, but I was obviously over the moon to, to play that many games and to be in men's football and um, to especially at a, a club like Ipswich you know where the fan base was still we were getting 25 plus every week and um you know, we were a very good championship team. Were you um, were you still living, you know, with the group of lads, or were you having your? Did you have your own place by then? Um, so I I left the digs and I moved in with a family for a, a season, but I was still in the youth team then. And then uh, Scott Barron uh, had a house and he had a spare room, so I just rented the room from him. Um, and yeah, we're we've been best mates basically since we were 15, 16. So um, he's my agent now as well. Oh, brilliant. Uh, yeah, so well, that's I lived there for a few years and then I ended up buying my house when kind of the back end of his Ipswich career, he was about to leave. Um, he ended up going to Millwall and um, I stayed there for another couple of seasons and I bought my own house um, in Kesgrave. Oh, that's where that's where I live right now. So I'm currently in Kesgrave. So where whereabouts can you remember in Kesgrave? Uh, Wilkinson Drive. So uh, you go past the Tesco's, mm-hmm. um, keep going around the bend, and it's just like a right turn 
down around and then by Cedar Cedar School is it Cedar Wood? Yeah, 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 there, yeah. I'm at, yeah, I'm very close. I'm about a two minute walk, so you know, it's changed a lot probably since you know you were living there, but yeah, it's a really nice nice place to live. You know, I, I enjoy yeah, it. Yeah, we had the the woods there. You could walk around the back of the thing, and then so we had a little dog, and then well, I had a little dog, and um, my my girlfriend at the time, now my wife, yeah. we ended up having a little baby. Um, or she fell pregnant at the end of my Ipswich town days, and then uh, yeah, we we moved to Blackpool. Then. Yeah. Now, um, of course, we're, you mentioned a few players. You name dropped a few players about the youth cup. Of course, you had I think you're good friends with Liam Trotter, aren't you? And you had Danny Haynes, yeah, Chris Casmit um, as well. Um, of course, yeah. most of you broke into the first team altogether. That must have been great as well. Yeah, it was. Yeah, Liam's again. Liam's uh, my best mate as well as me. Well. Me, Liam, and Scott. Really, we we speak pretty regularly from well every day from that from that time. Um, um, so to to break through, yeah, it was, it was there. Probably wasn't enough people from that team to break through. Like I know there was a lot of debuts, but like you had Sammy Moore make a, make an appearance. Um, Chris Casement, um, Liam Craig went on to have a massive Scottish career. Did you? Um, Trotts obviously had a, an excellent career, um, still going. Um, Danny probably had a very good spell, but kind of the last five years, six years, fell off a bit, a little bit. Um, so yeah, there was there was a lot of us. Ed Upson come in and obviously scored scored the winner. Um, so to come through and play that many games for Ipswich, um, I would say it was probably we we probably should have done better out of it to be honest. Um, again, if you look at that Southampton team and compare where where they are now and where we are, it's complete polar opposite. You know, like it would probably be me, Liam, and and Garvin have had the best the best career, I suppose, out of it. Yeah. And we've, we've I think there's one top flight appearance between us. Yeah. Uh, of course, you um in that team you had Phil Walcott, uh, Nathan Dyer, Gareth Bale. Of course, was on the bench. I don't think he actually featured, but. Yeah, Leon Best, uh, Dexter I think the Leeds game. I think we had Leeds, or one of the FA, FA Youth Cup away games, because um, we didn't really do that much away travelling. It was all like Southampton Saturday morning. We just tra- travelled down Saturday morning. Yeah. So the away games we had, we played Newcastle away in the league one year. Uh, Leeds at Elland Road we played. Uh, that was the second year of the FA Youth Cup. So we won it, and then we had Leeds. I think the following year. Um, so it was me and Trot's rooms, um, and I remember he he loved his music, and it was when you had a disc man and um, like people would go around with a case yeah. like about that big of about a thousand CDs in it, and he lent it to me, and I left it in the room. <laughs> oh, oh no! <laughs> he never ever got it back, and he he still tells me about it to, to this day. The biggest music collection ever, and it's in a hotel somewhere. 
Did you um when you all became pros, did you did you room again with Liam? Uh no. Did I? I I've been with Matt Richards a couple of times. Um I can't even remember. Were you able to choose or did like you know your gaffer at the time the day uh, you just get put in a room. Okay. Yeah. Put in a room and told. But again, you you do you you wouldn't get put in a room with a someone who's thirty four, like <laughs> You get put in with someone who's similar age, and you, you've got a, a bit of a bit of common ground with them. So it, it was it varied probably. Yeah. I want to go back to um, Jimmy Gilton. Like, what was he like as a manager? You know, you he probably gave you the most appearances during your time at town. How how was how was he as a manager? Uh, it, it was it was difficult for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I, like I said, he did, he did give me my appearances, but it was it was. I do feel I was probably mismanaged slightly, slightly wrong. Um, where I was used to get a bollocking and s- scream that probably wasn't the best thing for me. You know, like um, if I if I was to look back now, um, he had Brian with him who would try and be a bit of a mediator. Um, but you know, it, it was it was just how Jim was. He was he was passionate and he was if he wanted you to do something and you didn't do it, he'd let you know. And um, Yeah, like I, I felt, he was like, it, it wasn't just with me, he was like that way, it was with everyone. But that was his way of, of doing it and it, it worked with a lot of people and, and some people um, found it tough, you know. And, um, so that, like, yeah. What was um what would you say is your best moments at town? Of course, you scored four goals. I think during your time, um, I think they came in a you know a month period. I think you scored like two two back to back. Any any yeah. key moments? Uh, my first goal, um, obviously was my was league cup against Peterborough uh, away, and um, I come on, and within about five minutes, I've got a forearm smashed from their centre half broke my nose and the blood just pouring out everywhere it was the white punch kit mm. um, and there was blood everywhere so I, I took that off and I put on um, I think I might have they might have had a blank one and I put that on more blood ruined that again um, so I, I, th- I might have gone through another another one and then eventually all that was left was Jamie Peters's shirt oh no so it's so I, I, I wore that and I ended up scoring in that um, and it was from uh, probably about four inches out <laughs> Matt Richards had a shot and the keeper saved it and it's just landed on the line and I've tapped it in counts um, they count they all count yeah I'd take, take another few more of them um, so that would definitely be would would be it would one of them um, my, my debut like I said is a bit of bittersweet like coming on and at Cardiff and coming back off and stuff like that and where else my my second goal yeah I had a, a week where I scored I think I scored Saturday Tuesday Saturday um, and my header against Southampton was, was nice um, I remember Mark Noble crossed it our free kick back post and I was just headed it and um, again I still speak to, to Nobs like regularly now and still really good mates with him so um, you know it's just certain people you keep in touch with and certain some you don't 
Definitely, that was a cue for us back then. You know, it wasn't at his peak yet, Noble, but for him, for what he's done at West Ham is incredible. And I, I know there's one really nice picture I think I used on our Instagram recently yeah. of you two. You know, because you celebrating your goal, and you know that must have been brought about a lot of memories back. I remember we we had Colchester away, and uh, he obviously felt that he was better. He was a centre mid. He was probably played at centre mid his whole youth career and this few appearances for West Ham at the time. And he's gone to a gym. I think we were losing at Layer Road. He's gone to a gym. He put me in centre mid. And at half time, Jim's come in. He's gone, if you ever tell me where to put you again, who do you think you are? You Revelino. (laughs) And he's called him a Revelino, C-U-N-T. And uh, I I still call him that now sometimes. (laughs) He tells me something, I'll go, shut up, you Revelino. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, that's brilliant um, of course then you went and had various alone spells out of course at Falkirk Darlington Northampton Brentford and during your time at Brentford of course you got them helped them promoted and scored a good amount of goals there like once again you get a bit older there were you able to decide if you were going to go to these places definitely Falkirk going up to Scotland um, um, that was a bit of a kind of I didn't really want to go there to be honest Yeah, it was, it was too like I didn't know anything about it it was it was kind of just got told that you're going there and um, me and Sops went there and I think it it didn't work out really. Both of us barely played um, and it was just, it felt at the time that I, they just wanted me out the building really um, and that was the, that was about February to the end of the season. Yeah. Um, so I played, I played actually a bit I remember I, I was out the team, started in the team at the start of the season, then out the team. And then um, I got back in but playing left mid. Okay. Um, and I've never been a proper out-and-out left midfielder. Like um, It was a 4-4-2 and it was it was difficult. Like So I was never really going to excel um, there too much. Um, and then I was out the team again. I think we, had, we played Portsmouth in the FA Cup. Uh, Trotz got sent off after about a minute um, and when he got sent off I got moved back to left mid to kind of fill in the gap again and I think that might have nearly been my last appearance um, and then yeah Falkirk and then the following that season Darlington was I was happy to go there yeah done well there as well um, Northampton again at Darlington, my wife fell pregnant then, okay. so it was when I was coming back. I didn't really want to be too far away from from uh, Ipswich. So Northampton come in, uh, went there for a month, scored hat trick on my debut there, um, and let, finished there after a month, and then went to Brentford. So Brentford had uh, Bowditch start of the season, Jordan Rhodes for the middle bit of the season. Yeah. Uh, and myself, the back end, then I think three of us done pretty well from um, combined. Um, so sort of back end of that season, finished there, and and yeah, had it. I think I scored eighteen goals that year, um, which is, is I was pretty happy with. The high most I've scored in a season ever. Did you? Um, I think I read that you were transfer listed. I think were you transfer listed? Was that a thing? Yeah, happened? well, I was out. Yeah, I I know you say that. I, I vaguely remember that. Yeah. It was. It wasn't a phone call saying we're putting you on the transfer list. It was just reading the paper. Oh wow! And then, yeah, but I think because 
even to even now really it's when you come through an academy you kind of I remember uh, yeah come through academy you feel you never get that like full on first team status yeah. like until you've you're kind of past the 24 25 age and um, so I still think I probably if at the time could just not not really tell me or ask me or get my opinion around things. So. Of course, Jim then got sacked and you're still at the club, but then Roy Keane came in. Did you have any dealings with him when he came in? Yeah, my my uh, the agreement we had for um, with Brentford was I train with Ipswich Mondays, Tuesdays um, and go to Brentford Thursday, Friday, play Saturday. Okay. So Mondays, Tuesdays, I train with Roy um, and that was my dealings with him, really. Uh, it was probably about two months two months out um, so yeah I was, it wasn't really much but I mean you hear so many stories but any dealing I've had with Roy um, well all, all of them bar him releasing me um, have been great you know when I went to Blackpool and got injured because um, my wife and her family are all from Ipswich and um, I still I speak to Matt Bayer the physio um, whenever I, I pick up a knock or stuff like that um, so I was going there for a bit of rehab and Roy pulled me in his office and said if you want to speak to my physio up in the physio I used at Man United just give me a shout and, and whenever you want to come down here just, no problem just come in and we'll have a chat and anything you need so um, that was brilliant Like he, he's my, my idol growing up awesome. um, so I've always kind of I, I still think that now and um, but then I, I hear players who have played with him or under him and he can be he can be kind of the complete opposite and, but because I've never had that you know I'm, uh, I still think he's, he's unbelievable uh, What was that like chat like then when you get released that must have been you know for you sad because you're like leaving the club that you came through Youth Academy but then you also thought okay maybe there's a chance for me to progress my career move on somewhere else and see yeah. where I can take you yeah, I think we had Jordan. We had Rosie coming through on behind me, um, but I, 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 I still think that my release was way too premature. Mm. Like if you put a if you put a nineteen year old who scored eighteen goals in in league football in a championship team, there's not a chance he's getting released now. Yeah, like he'll, he'll be worth a few quid for him. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's he, like so. I just look back and think that was an odd decision. He had Rodzi coming through behind me, so maybe that was a factor um, in it. Um, and yeah, I went to sign for Ian Holloway at Blackpool, um, which was like kind of like leaving me home again. Yeah, of course. Um, going up, my wife. We just she was nearly due then, um, so we we moved to Blackpool, and um, I remember like my first couple days training. I was speaking to, to Scott and Trotz and all them and saying, oh, we're definitely, we're getting relegated here. This is, like, we're Mickey Mouse here. And um, obviously that panned out completely, completely opposite. Yeah. yeah that, was, um, that must have been a great experience for you to get him promoted to the Premier League. We'll go, of course, go on to, unfortunately, your injury. But that must, you know, how was Ian on Holloway as a manager? Now, of course, reunited with him at Grunsby. That must have been a, a strange sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah, like 
I absolutely think he's up class. Like I love him. Um, he come in with a. I again, like I, I, did, I was still so inexperienced with in terms of even play, well, obviously playing, but with managers, and I've never really. I had Jim and Joe, uh, obviously the lone ones, but um, as a full time manager, just them two, and um, so to have have Ian, all the way, like his ideas were sometimes off the wall. Like they were, his enthusiasm was incredible. His his communication skills are like everything about him you know he got a mediocre group of bloods who would run through a brick wall for him and who would fight tooth and nail for each other and um, kind of made us mediocre or started mediocre with us but gave us this belief and knew we were good players and kind of just got that out of us and um, you know we we had what a season that was like no one would have predicted that like everyone would have predicted what I thought at the start of the season um, and to go and get promoted to the Premier League was you know it gives me goosebumps now when I, even, when I see pictures or see um, anything got to do with it I, I'm in a WhatsApp group with all all of them lads still oh, really That's good. Um, and we still we still speak pretty much daily uh, was that because um, you got released by town that was Pretty quick, I think you joined Blackpool. Was there any other clubs you were maybe talking to or anything like that? Uh, there was a couple, not not, not championship. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a couple of like lower leagues, but going back then, if if you release, if do you know what I mean? If if an eighteen nineteen year old scores eighteen goals in a season, yeah, and he's he's probably getting signed for a Premier League team yeah. for their development, or you know what I mean, or or for a top end championship club, but. That was the only team that I had interested um, in the in the championship, and I thought, well, I've got to stay as high as I can. Um, so yeah, like join there with kind of just to go get games and stuff, and and then we've I've had the best season. Well, more collectively rather than personally, but the best season I've been involved in probably in in my whole career. Mm. Now, of course, going on to your your injury, of course, you're now in the Premier League pre season. I know you've been probably asked this question a lot of time about your injury and stuff, but you know that must have been like devastating for you and yeah, finally getting to yeah, the Premier League. It was, it was, yeah. Like you think you get promoted to the Premier League and you graft through a pre-season, off-season, and um, you know it's. I'm like thinking I'm dream come true here. I'm, I'm obviously never thinking I'm going to get injured. I'm, I'm thinking I'm going to be, I'm going to play in the Premier League. Like this is the best thing. This is what I've done everything for what mom was sacrificed for like left home at 15 and um, I'm going to be playing in the best league in the world against the best players in the world and um, and then we had a pre-season game down in against Tiverton and within, within 90 seconds of the game kicking off I've done my knee um, and you know I've, I got I flew back that next day to, uh, to Manchester airport and had a scan had an operation to determine what was wrong and um, yeah it was like yeah you'll, you'll miss the whole season and um, it was it was the first year as well that the rule of you have to name a 25 man squad yeah. um, so with Blackpool being such a, a small squad um, he need, like the manager needed all the players he, he was registering and 
for me, like it would have been pointless just to register me just in case I'd be back for two or three games at the end of the season. And, and you know, it was it was a tough watch that year. Mm. Like knowing that I I should have been playing or I would have made a few appearances. Worst case, I would have made a couple of appearances, you know. Um, but I still would have would have played. Um, and then to get relegated the last day of the season, yeah. where I I thought I, like I was thinking I'll get another chance next year. But about January February, I thought well at least I'll get another chance next year. Mm-hmm. I'll be back fit and like whatever. But then we got relegated last day of the season. Um, which uh, killed it really. What was your uh, when you came back from the injury? Like, what, did you feel a little bit different because of that injury a year out in terms of your fitness and just you know how your um, body was? No, I felt good. Yeah. Um, I was young, I was twenty one, um, maybe twenty two when I come back. Uh, I felt felt good, you know. Like if I compare it to my injury that I have now, or not now, but a couple of years ago, like I come back from. The first one, um, better than I actually probably left. Um, I didn't. I had no, no knock on effects. Nothing. I if I, I got big, I got a bit stronger. I got a bit quicker probably. Um, and then it was. Um, I come. I played just a few reserve games, like the back end of that, and then I had the summer off again, and then back to preseason, but in the. Uh, in the championship year, you know, I was, um, and I, I played a few games to start with, and I was feeling good. Yeah. And um, you, le- you left uh, Blackpool to then join Crawley, I think League Two at that time. But then you got you helped them promote, get promoted as well. Like, how was it? You were under Steve Evans, I think. Then I think. Yeah. How, how was he? Uh, he was he was hard for me. Mm. He was hard work to be honest. Um, again, I I don't really react to that. Well, I just don't like. The whole screaming in my face and telling me what, like yeah. shouting at me, and like if you're gonna do it, do it like constructively. Or um, and it was just like that with him constantly for me. Um, and it, I just he, I didn't have him for long. He left about two months later. Mm. Um, but to be honest, going there was I wouldn't say regressive because I just think it, it was I was more forced to go to Crawley rather than willingly you know like I know at the end of the day it's me making the final decision but I felt if you're kind of ushered that way and told this is the only option and um, this is the only club then you're going to do it Like, but if looking back now and what I know now I don't think I would have gone and of course you, you said you, you know you got your wife and did you have any how many kids did you have then yeah I had uh, one, um, did it? yeah, I had one when I went to Crawley, uh, and she fell pregnant again. Yeah, in the back end of that Crawley spell. That's a big factor in, I think, for footballers with you know with family. You know, you don't want to be travelling everywhere and stuff like that. You know, from Blackpool to Crawley, and then I think then you after Crawley you joined Bradford. Um, yeah, so everywhere. Yeah. Um, so yeah, she she actually. The, the, my last year at Crawley, she, we had the we had our second second son, um, and I remember that was she was due like the twelfth or no the twenty first of July, and the, when this fixtures come out, it was the third of August was the first game of the season, and I was like, I know it's going to be then, and 
I'll miss the first game of the season. Yeah. And Friday, that Friday night, she rang me and said, I'm going to labour here. Because we went to her mum's, to stay at her mum's for, because um, that's the hospital we we, we used. So she just stayed at her mum's and because and obviously it was pre-season, I was flipping in and out of home and going away for a couple of nights here and there um, to play games and stuff. So to be safe, she just went to stay at her mum's. So Friday, Saturday early morning, Friday night, and she said, I'm going to labour. So I have to just zip back from, from Crawley and, and yeah we had the baby 3rd of August so two of my oldest boys are 3rd of August Now um, where, where are you based right now of course you're currently playing for Grimsby Town where, where are you based right now are you happy uh, settled now where you are Yeah yeah, this would be me settled I'm in um, Mens- it's a village called Menston just outside Bradford okay. and Leeds um, and yeah I when I when I come to Bradford this is where I moved to um, so I've been here for for five five six years, and um, my two boys are in school. Um, my youngest, my baby, is obviously he's just been born up here. Um, so the other two are Ipswich born. This one's a Bradford Bradford boy. Um, so yeah, I I this will be me now. And there's two. There's another lad who plays for Grimsby as well. Lives around the corner from me. Okay. Um, so we travel together, and That's good. so does the car school. So yeah, it's. It's in a commutable area, and uh, like I said, the schools and the boys are settled, and, and that's probably the most important thing now is, is that they're going to be happy. Are they um are they into their football as well? Of course, they probably will be. As their dad's a footballer, are they know much about your career in terms of looking back at old clips and pictures and stuff. Uh, yeah, they they go on YouTube and, and have the odd look. Um, there's shirts knocking about the house. Yeah. Um, there's actually I've got a photo there that I need to. Uh, Oh brilliant! So that's my uh, that's my debut Ipswich one there. Oh quality! Yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, brilliant! And the one behind it's the Blackpool playoff final. Oh, oh, oh. I think that's you got to keep them sort of stuff, don't you? Like memorable stuff to just bring back memories and stuff like that. Yeah, it is. Yeah, and, um, yeah, like that's they they need to go up in the wall somewhere, but they've been there for about four months. <laughs> um, and I've got another few bin bags upstairs of a couple more. Um, but yeah, they they do look at they think I'm rubbish to be honest. <laughs> they think they're gonna be because better. I'm not because I'm not eighty nine rated on FIFA, and I'm like sixty. They go, Dad, you're not you're you're crap. I'd say at least I'm on FIFA. You know, like luckily, you know, I'm on I know, FIFA yeah, stuff. But still, like, because my youngest is or my middle one, he's he's only six, so he's like everyone's rated or everyone's fast or he's gone. What's your what's your what's your speed on FIFA? And I've gone, <laughs> I don't know, like sixty or something. He's gone. Mbappe is ninety four. <laughs> and I'm like, well, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what to do there. Yeah. Oh, but go back to me when I was in 2006 FIFA then I probably was you know my pace was probably high back then most yeah, likely yeah I know so like and obviously because I'm playing for in the lower leagues they're like nah, my oldest actually is quite is loyal like the minute I leave a club he hates them okay. so, like, he loves he's their number one fan when I'm playing for him um, but he actually I think he supports Bradford really he's a Bradford fan I want to ch- I want to chat about a bit Bradford um, about you know you that 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 cup run the FA Cup run of course you played Chelsea of course you beat Chelsea uh, you're part of that team that must have been a great little run to have as a, a League One team to have that run yeah it was absolutely fantastic you know we had a 
um, just the whole the whole that that was a good season actually for us. League wise, we were on the brink of the playoffs until three or four games left. I think that was probably we fell off because we were so far behind on fixtures with the cup run. Um, so those times where we were three four games behind teams and then playing catch up is difficult. Um, but yeah, the cup run was was incredible, you know. To Obviously, I think it's probably the biggest cup upset probably ever. Um, especially when the fact that we we're two 0 down yeah. and the form Chelsea were on at the time, like the statistics have obviously been broken or have fallen off since then. But like you know, Mourinho team has conceded four at home, or um, being Chelsea have never lost from being two goals ahead and stuff like that. Like it was. Um, so to, to do that, you know, um, and to play a part in that was incredible and, and something that, yeah, look back on now and when I see it, it just gives me a, gives me a smile. Like and of course, it was at Stafford Bridge as well, weren't it? And was it John, John Steady who scored? Did he play? Yeah, Steady, Steady got one, Phil Murray's got one, Andy Halliday and Mark Yates. Yeah. Um, but yeah, to be t- we were 2-0 down uh, with like 40 seconds left in the yeah. first half. Um, and yeah, I remember after the game, um, Mourinho come in and said like uh, he's come come around, shook everyone's hand, and says you you have all got big balls, big balls. <laughs> and you know it was it was unbelievable. I got because my wife and my oldest come to that, and my mum flew over to to look after the youngest, and yeah. um, so she got the train down Saturday morning. And my sister, who lives in Eastbourne, and her husband come to the game. Um, and I got the train back uh, after the game, back to Lee. And it, I just remember it was, it was just full of Bradford fans. And we, we were sat in the aisles. Um, and uh, I was going to uh, buy a ticket, because we were in a rush. So I just hopped on the train. I was going to buy the ticket when the ticket lady come past. And when I went to get the ticket... Of all the fans just started shouting abuse at her <laughs> and he like he can't, he can't pay him and she's gone okay then so she, I got a free ticket out of it oh brilliant that, that's a nice little added on thing definitely after that um, then of course I just want to go through your other spells you had of course you joined Charlton um, of course unfortunately you suffered another ACL injury what was it was this as bad as the first one or yeah worse uh, not in terms of what I'm missing out on um, obviously, I was missing out in Premiership football there, but um, in terms of I was older, I was I was I was playing really well. We were doing really well as a club. Charlton's a fantastic club. You know, it's the it's got all everything to be a Championship club at least, um, and where it is now. Um, so we were we were doing really well, and um, I was really enjoying it. I was living down. I was living with Trotts in London. Uh, he just signed for Wimbledon. So we were living together and, and my wife actually stayed up here because of the kids in school. Um, but I was still enjoying it. I was still playing regularly and had a good group of lads there. And, um, you know, London on, my, on the doorstep was was incredible, you know. Um, so to, for that to happen then, and and like I said, I was, I was a bit older then. Um, so I probably haven't recovered. Yeah. As definitely, I haven't recovered as well as I have from the first one, um, and it's not from l- less work or lack of work or 
if anything, I probably worked harder than because I had to. Oh, I knew I had to, and um, those day like five days a week, I was getting into the training at eight o'clock. I wasn't leaving till five, half five. Um, and I know people think that's just a normal day's work, but for football, that's not normal. Yeah, for sure. Your body, your physical normal. and stuff, yeah. Yeah, they're they're in at nine o'clock, half nine, and they're like the lads leave at two o'clock. That's what it is. And so it was, um, it was tough. You know, I was down there, kind of with no no football to play. So uh, with my family up here, I found it difficult. And um, yeah, like to to kind of get back in. I uh, so I ended up signing for Bradford then on the back of that. But you know, playing for Charlton was, was brilliant. Sorry to um, age check you now. You're now 32 years old. Um, you're now yeah. at Grinsby. You had a spell at Plymouth as well. That was a, a long trek for you, having to do that. Yeah, that was... Um, honestly, that was because there was nothing else. I like Again, another fantastic club. Just not ideal for me with yeah. location-wise. Um, you know, And the situation I'm in with a wife and three kids. She, my wife literally had a baby... And not the, the third child on the 14th of August. So to go down there kind of yeah. a couple of months old um, wasn't ideal. You know, it's nothing to, against the club. Or, um, and I, I, um, I kind of owe a lot to Ryan for bringing me down there. Um, but I had, that was, wasn't until October. And I was in at Bolton training with Phil Parkinson for a while. Um, and then he left... Um, and it, it was I was going to sign there, and then he left, and um, I literally had nothing. Like by the time that decision of um, Bolton not wanting to offer me anything, the new manager, because under Phil I was I was going to sign there. Um, the new manager not wanting to sign me, um, it was too late. Like all clubs had signed all their players, and um, I bit I put I was there for six weeks. Um, so that was the second of September. I found out that they didn't want to sign me, and all the player, like I said, all the clubs had signed their players, and um, it wasn't till till Plymouth. I went into Oldham for a, a couple of days just for a bit of training, and then um, Ryan rang me and said, "Do you want to come down here?" And it was kind of that or or uh, hang them up really, um, which kind of baffled me at times because I still I saw players who I know I'm better than and I know I've, I, I contribute a lot more but I don't know my, I was just kind of because of the injury that I've had um, and coming off, off the back of just getting relegated with Bradford um, I was just finding it difficult you know and I was training every week on my own and keeping fit as fit as I could but it's still not the same and um yeah, it was literally the case of go down there and put my face back in the map and kind of get my name out again and get a few games and, and that, or or sit tight till till God knows when or even hang them up. Then of course, former former manager of Blackpool, Ian Holloway, came in and got you at Grimsby. Of course, that's where you are now. Uh, how how long are you planning to hopefully still play and stuff like that? And are you looking to a coaching or anything like that? What's your um, I still think of this. I still think I'm. Well, like I went, I signed for Grimsby, and um, like I said, Ian Holloway got the job and signed me. And um, I feel I've 
I've done really well there and um, I've showed why I still should be playing uh, regularly and for, for me to even think that I was going to hang them up hang the boots up you know or, or possibly you know um, like I said baffled me so to know that I'm still playing re- regularly and still doing well and more like offering offering a lot to, to teams you know it's um, I still, I'm going to go on for for whatever you know and um, and I've, I've just finished my D license coaching, so I, I, I was in that time where I didn't have a club. I was going into Bradford uh, and helping out with the 14s, 15s, 16s um, there, and and kind of getting my coaching hours in there. And um, so it's something that I'd, I'd like to do uh, when I when the time comes. But I feel that's some distance off yet. Um, I still fit, as fit as as fit as everyone and. Um, you know what I, what I have lost in in maybe pace and um, I've gained in kind of positioning and experience and um, just intelligence on the pitch. One more question, actually. Um, have you gone back to town since you, you left? Um, have I? Early on, like other than when I when I've been going back to see Matt Byard physio for a bit of treatment or yeah. um, I went to uh, the last time I was back there was um, Dick Parker's funeral yeah um, that was the last time I was back there and um, I saw a few, few familiar faces and funnily enough the Grimsby physios one of Brian Clue's best mates because uh, Brian's a Grimsby boy um, so Whenever we play a game down south, Bray comes to the game, and so I've I've seen him the last few, a uh, few games like Colchester away, Crawley away, and um, yeah, I speak to Bray when I when I do see him, and whenever I've got mates and um, like Adam Ate and um, a couple others, I uh, I go down there and, and kind of socialise a little bit there. Brilliant. Well, thank you very much for your time. <laughs> We've spent about for about an hour now, so I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, right I'll let you enjoy the sunshine and um, you know keep safe and. Well. From true crime to football, Brexit to football. For more great podcasts from Archon, head to audioboom.com/channel/archon.
facebook.com slash